But now I have to offer up my sincerest apologies to one of my favorite guests on this show, TJ Reeves, Buccaneers radio sideline reporter, talking all NFL. And there's a lot to talk about when it comes to the Buccaneers. Joining us on the Roman guest line, TJ, thank you for joining the show. How are you, kind sir? I am exhausted after that segment. First of all, you put me off, and you put me off at the end of a Memphis Grizzlies game. Yeah, Wouldn't you have been better off going to a hotel lobby and betting on elevators than which one is going to arrive TJ, first this down is, the lobby? This, is he not this an not NBA guy. He's not an NBA guy, not your obviously. grandfather's Memphis Grizzlies. This Grizzlies team is good, I promise to you. They're first of all, fun. I am a Memphis native. Oh. Born in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh. I am a graduate of the former Memphis State University. Oh! But I don't even care about regular season Memphis Grizzlies basketball. Wow. So you definitely. I, I mean, so- are you telling me that you did not see the end of Kentucky LSU, which had to drive everybody you know what crazy with the ending of that game and LSU laying two? Yeah. And especially if you had LSU on the money line. You, did you see the end of this game? No, no, I didn't. What happened? We, we won. LSU did we? Won. Yeah, LSU turns the ball over oh to Kentucky with 25 seconds left, lane two. Kentucky proceeds to botch the attempt to win the game. Oh LSU God. then goes for a dunk and got the dunk, and then they're, they're now covering. But Kentucky still has the ball and has a chance to hit a three or a two or something. <sighs> to cover for them, and they turn it over again, and LSU, instead of running out the clock, dunks again to win the game, I believe, by five and cover and win for the money line. That was far more interesting, what I just described, to anything that happened tonight in the NBA. Well, 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 first and foremost, we're gonna have to cut we're gonna have to cut TJ's mic because yeah. he's doing exactly what we get paid to do every single night is watch just, games and tell the people about I'm bad just beats. Offering up to your audience. Oh, well, thank you, TJ. Those two endings, something about John Morant and your parlay and whatever wasn't nearly as exciting as what I just described. And whatever while you says. had me on hold, okay. while you had me T-T-J. on hold to talk about the box. Order, TJ, order in the court. Okay, so I guess that means Is I... there anything going on in your in your neck of the words that everything's just normal well, over there I mean, in there, Tampa? There right? might be something, I don't know, there might be something that you wanted me to talk about yeah. having oh. to do with Antonio Brown, I'd the defending Super Bowl champions winning again or something. I don't know if well, you're going to get to Well, me. TJ, I, I was actually I was actually going <laughs> to I was actually going to ask you about Jalen Durant and Amani Bates she being out for know. Memphis college basketball she tonight. Didn't even know you were on the line. That was my uh, question. That, that TJ, is part of my point right there. TJ, I mean so little to the program. TJ, you mean so much to us that we have to ask about the naked man that Tell almost us. got tackled because they thought he was a streaker that also dropped a fire single after walking out on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers mid-game uh, in Antonio Brown. Give us something new that we haven't heard from Mike Garofolo. Uh, I can't give you anything new as of what time is it now because I was on hold. 926. TJ I cannot give you anything. Here's the one thing. That we're all watching. They've not released him right. yet. Yes. And the big motivation behind that is Fear. they don't want somebody else to have him for this weekend. Right. Namely, the TJ conspiracy theory that Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints would pick him up immediately and try to play him and win a playoff game and potentially play, ta-da, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers maybe in week one of the playoffs. So while that is not gospel from inside the Buccaneer building, I'm just putting it out there as food for thought that the longer that this goes, it seems as though they're trying to play keep away from another team being able to pick up Antonio Brown. This weekend, if you're the Bucks, that's the smart thing yeah. right now because this guy has already pushed the ejection button very famously 
and and ended his situation here. So why have another team have an opportunity to benefit? As crazy as it seems that somebody would pick him up here at the end of the year, somebody would probably pick him up at the end of the year. So How he, about that? Does that suffice? Is I something love, different? I love that. I have not heard that, and I am going to run with it. I love it. I love it. I thought that maybe it was because they were afraid of getting sued, but this is so much more spicy considering the Sean Payton stuff. I'm curious about what – whether Antonio Brown was actually healthy, obviously Bruce Arians wasn't at practice all week because he had COVID. He came in. You had multiple guys supposedly going on a private plane, and then the pilot got COVID. Like, was Antonio <laughs> Brown was Antonio Brown healthy, or was he not healthy in his ankle? Uh, the only thing I can tell you from being on the sideline and working the game is he was running around everywhere pregame and looked fine. He was running around all over the field and having the ball thrown to him and looked fine. So th- this whole narrative now about too injured to play yeah uh those of you that want to buy that feel free to buy that and there's other things crypto and otherwise that i'm sure people will sell you so go right ahead uh if you would like to uh, i mean uh, honestly the bucks are trying to win the game the bucks are desperate in playoff seating race with the la rams and with the dallas cowboys at that point in time before the cowboys lost sunday night which they didn't know to win the game they're down 14 in the second half they don't want antonio brown playing That's why Bruce Arians, by his own admission, went over and said, what is going on? We need you. Get out here. Right. Uh, And and then that didn't happen. And then you all have now seen what did happen, which was unfolding literally 20 feet away from me. I'm standing watching this surreal situation going, is he really taking his jersey and pads (laughs) off and running off? He's chucking the shirt into the crowd. Right uh, right beside me. I mean, if you look on the video that, that we've all seen 8,000 times, I'm right there in the big red Buccaneer jacket with the hat on, standing oh, there looking like just like everybody picture. else going, yeah. this is really happening. And a New Jersey State trooper is about to run on the field and tackle him. because. And there's a security guard going, no, no, that's a player. Nope, let him go. That's a player. Dancing in the end zone, waving to the fans. While the game is going on at the other end of the stadium, that's a player I headed to the locker room. I can't wait for Antonio Brown's 30 for 30. Like, I hope they're already in the process. The one-on-one with Josina Anderson. Oh, when you sit yeah. down with Josina, it's not good. <laughs> I was actually kind of jealous. That's the way that I wanted to quit Dick's Sporting Goods, like when they were making us wear these stupid Adidas shirts every, t- every day. I just wanted to just – Should then the Vontae Davis call just sneak out. But do you have the abs that AB has? No, no, not even, not even, not back even back then. then. Not even back then. Or and or I was the like bars. 22 at the time. Or the bars. Um, those were my heavy drinking days, TJ. So uh, let's say I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. Hypothetically. Maybe a Rams fan. Right. And I right. want another team to represent the NFC. I got to be honest, like AB not being there, okay. I mean, that hurts, but especially with Chris Godwin. I'm more concerned about uh, Levante David coming back because they're just not the same team with him off the field. Leonard Fournette. What do you think uh, the odds are those guys are back for the playoff run? Do you believe that they're both going to be back? The best intel that we have right now is both are trying to be available for game one of the playoffs. Fournette may have the better chance to be there with the hamstring that that has had two weeks now to heal. Neither one of them can play, even if they wanted to, for this finale because they're both on injured reserve and you've got to be out three full games. So that's, that's a situation where you activate them after this week if they are able to. And you're right. Levante David is the best linebacker of the last decade. He's yes. gotten almost no attention. And you know that from working Buccaneer games here and there. The Bucks were bad for so long. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic player, leader on that defense, They've missed him. They missed him some against the Jets with missed tackles in the run game and tight ends getting open over the middle. 
Um, you needed you needed some Levante David in that game, and so hopefully he can be back. Shaq Barrett, the pass rusher, yep. they hope can be back for playoff game number one. They are a different defense with Barrett and David. There's no question. Really quick, why do you think David doesn't get the proper respect? Is it just because he's in Tampa Bay they and now they won. have like all the yeah. They haven't won. Yep. Uh, up until the last couple of years, he hasn't been regularly on national TV, primetime games, and whatever. But you, he's a tackling machine. He has scored something like eight or nine touchdowns in his career. He's caused the most fumbles um, of, any, uh, of any linebacker, I believe it is, in the last seven seasons. He has caused more fumbles than any other linebacker. So he is always around the ball, tremendous tackler. He just doesn't get the recognition because the teams weren't very good. Yeah. And you were having to fire coach after coach after coach before you got Bruce Arians. So uh, that's part of it. But obviously he's getting much more attention and accolades now with the Bucks being good. TJ, you know, part of the Bucks remind me of NBA Brooklyn Nets where it's like, let's just get to the playoffs. Like we've seen some real shaky performances against the Washington football team, against the Jets last week, against the Saints twice, even a That's shaky. That's the Washington Commanders to you. Washington we have a new Com- name coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles. It's one of the choices legitimately Red Hogs. Yes. Is that legit? Yes. Do we honestly believe Please that's don't. even seriously being considered? Is that like the diversion nickname? T- in, in the no, no, is it team that Varsity Blues beat Guys, the state title. T- TJ, I've been a Washington football team fan for my entire life. That is not the craziest thing that would happen to this organization. We just had Jalen Hurts have to write a letter to our team asking right. why our stadium is so bad and what are we going to do to help these people that fell four feet to the ground in FedEx. When you're falling on FedEx, they turf laid is the there, same. Man. Yeah, I would have laid that there. It would have been them. the Washington, the Quentin Mayo arena. That's what it would have been called. <laughs> All of that to say, does this team, in your opinion, play down to the competition a little bit, or are they just kind of like they winning? Have, yeah. They have some, and they, they have fallen behind some in games where you're going, how Washington football team, New York Jets, how are you losing to this team early on? I will say this, though. They have won games against playoff yep. caliber competition, even on the road in New England earlier in the year. I know New England got their act together more as the year went on. Beat Hurts yep. and Philadelphia in Philadelphia. Beat Carson Wentz and the Colts while trailing by 10 in that game in the second half, coming from behind. So they have gone and demonstrated that they can win on the road. And they've, they've been almost unbeatable except for the New Orleans Saints at home. You really, you go back over the course of the, of the last year, about the only two times they've lost at home have been to the New Orleans Saints. So if you can stay away from them, you should be in good shape with home games. And that's why Sunday's going to be so intriguing with all the mayhem of all the games and the matchups. The Buccaneers playing simultaneously to the Rams – where if the Bucks win and the Rams lose, the Buccaneers become the two seed. If the Rams win, they're the two seed. They need no other help. And the significance of that is you get the second home game, week two of the playoffs, and that's going to be a big deal for Tom Brady to have to be on the road in L.A. potentially where the Rams beat them in Los Angeles back in September. Uh, TJ, really quickly, the MVP race is pretty much all but over. Aaron Rodgers why? is a heavy favorite. Should he why? not be the you know why? Should he TJ, not be the why? MVP? You want to hang around for another segment, right? <laughs> should he not be the MVP because he's a big fat meanie, or should he get the award? Or who should get the award? I don't think it has anything to do with politics or vaccination or whatever. But honest to God, do we think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are twelve and four without Tom Brady under the same argument? No. Do we honestly? Do we honestly think? Have you seen Jordan Love? <laughs> well, I agree, but Blaine Gabbard is the Buccaneer backup. <laughs> that is, I mean, yeah, that is. I think I'd take Jordan Love. Tom, Tom Brady is leading the NFL in yards, correct? Yes. 
Yep. Uh, Tom Brady is 44 years old and has 40 touchdowns this season, correct? That is true. Right. Doesn't eat ice cream. How, how, how is this cream. not a debate and a discussion that he's the most valuable player side-by-side side with Rodgers? Let's compare and contrast. Um, it's got to be, be a debate. TJ, can't be, be a foregone conclusion. Because in the grand scheme of things, they lost to Heineke. Yep, they, I think they've that had is too why. many like of those games that we just talked about where they played down to competition, and Aaron Rodgers just hasn't. TJ, that's the reason why. You would take I, Tom I Brady for MVP? I, I, I don't know. I think Brady deserves to be in the conversation. I and, uh, I mean, I, I watched – I know it's all the way back in week one, which in these COVID times, when you go back to September, it feels like you're going back to 2013. Yeah. But they were awful in that game in Jacksonville, and he was awful in that in that neutral site game in Jacksonville. Well, TJ, so you've had some you, they've had some moments too. TJ, so I'm with you. You know, I don't really care Brady Rogers. Uh, I mean, I, I want it to be Rogers. I'm fine if Brady wins MVP. But what do you think about maybe Jonathan Taylor? Like we haven't had a non quarterback win it since 2012 when AP won it. What do you think about Jonathan Taylor or maybe even Cooper Cup uh, receiving that award? A strong argument for Taylor. And Cooper Cup is a fascinating one, although. Yeah. You could argue that Stafford is as much responsible for that, even though Cooper Cup had not, had had some numbers with good numbers with Jared Goff uh, back a couple of years ago before he hurt himself last year. Uh, the Taylor argument uh, again: go back to the Buccaneers. He he could not run the ball in the game with the Bucks, and run defenses are not the same anymore in the NFL by and large. But he still had a tremendous season. Um, I guess part of the argument would be there that they haven't won as much as what the Packers, Buccaneers, and Rams have as well. And by the way, one more thing of silliness that you didn't ask me about, but you did bring up Cooper Cup. Yeah. It's good on him that he is saying that, hey, all this talk about me and Jerry Rice or me and some of these other guys, that those are 16-game seasons in the past. The fact that he is going to apparently break the receptions record and the yardage record this week in a single season comes in a 17th game and, and they should have a distinction like that in the record book, uh, I believe, because it is not the same thing. If you get to play one more game in the regular season yeah, so right. on him and in, in the finale. Yeah. I was wondering what the, what we were going to do with a lot of these records, you know, with the extra game, going back to Cooper cup really quick, like everybody's calling him the best receiver in the league. And I just, I don't know if I'll go that far. I love the system. I'm not calling him a sister system receiver. No, that's exactly like, what you just No, did, he's right? great, man. But I'll take Devonte Adams. Like if you watch him, run around, I'll still take, I'll still take um, Deandre Hopkins when healthy. I mean, he's dropped what two passes the last five seasons. Just your thoughts on Cooper Cup, like when you hear that, though, best receiver in the league. Is it more the system with McVay, or do you really would you put him up there with guys like Devontae? Accolades. I don't know that I would go with best in the league. Yeah. I mean, Chris Godwin has been phenomenal the last two years before the horrific cheap shot injury by PJ Williams of the Saints, who deliberately went right at his knee, went right low on over the middle throw by Brady in that Sunday night game. So God Godwin complete receiver in terms of blocking, going over the middle. Maybe not the blazing speed, but it's tough to have the full, you know, the full package and blazing speed because he will go make catches over the middle and bounce off two guys and go get 15 more yards, and not every speedster can do that. So Devontae Adams, yes, definitely belongs in that elite, le- elite level. So does DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it is such a pass-happy league. That's the other thing, just one more thing. I'm not trying to be get-off-my-lawn guy here on the Bet MGM show, but – Jerry Rice did this in an era where defensive backs were mauling him yes, and yep. allowed to do so. For sure. Where safeties were allowed to come with a 10-step running start and forearm him in the head, yeah. and everybody would say, football play, forget it. No. Oh, yep, just get up. That's, that's a different era than now where you can't make a dirty face at a receiver without a flag. This is not the same thing. And everybody, and everybody plays four wide or five wide, spreads everybody out 
where defensive backs can't put their hands on them. It's a, di- it's a different modern NFL that allows – I mean, seriously, in the 80s, is Cooper Cup going to play more than one or two games before somebody levels him coming right. across the middle to send a message? It's right. not the same NFL. Exactly. He couldn't run half of those routes. Hey, really quick, in the NFC, because you saw the Rams and they did beat Tampa right. Bay, and you also saw Green Bay twice, and, I mean, the first contest wasn't even close, and then the NFC Championship game, you know, a nice little effort in the second half, but – which team concerns you more? Is it Green Bay or is it the Rams? Because, like, you know, obviously two different teams last year, but you beat Green Bay twice already and you did it at Lambeau Field, whereas the Rams, this version, did take it to Tampa, and they're playing their best football right now and only getting healthier. Yeah, and that's and it's a compelling question, but I, I would take the warmer weather setting in Los Angeles that you're going to play in versus the cold, even though the Bucks handle the cold. Brady and Gronk are very familiar with it. Uh, some of the other Buccaneer players, the veterans, have played in cold weather games. You would rather be in Los Angeles than Lambeau in that situation. And you got away with it last year, beating them in Lambeau. And so there's a whole revenge thing for this year. Uh, and, and just, I will just say this, as we sit here on the fourth day of the new year, playoffs are a crazy thing. Don't just bank on the Green Bay Packers winning that first divisional round game and then, and then hosting a second playoff game right. uh, as the NFC Championship game because that's happened before where the number one seed gets bounced right away in their first game off of a bye. By the, by the same token, Brady and company better be careful in the opening game of the playoffs at home because somebody might nip them. Anything can happen in the playoffs. We saw the Bucks win three road games and then go win the Super Bowl. Granted, right. it was in their home stadium, and that hadn't happened in 15 years. No, I agree. Eli and the Giants. I so, agree. And, like, honestly, you know, the team that Rodgers wins the Super Bowl with, probably one of the worst teams that he even took to the playoffs. The year after that, they go 15-1, and one, but they rested everybody week 17, and then Eli and the Giants went into Lambeau and beat them. Yep. So how do you feel yep. like teams like Tampa Bay and Green Bay should treat this next week? Like, Rodgers says he wants to play, and I kind of agree with that, man, because, like, two, three weeks off, We've seen teams like these number one seeds right. get beat like that. Yeah. So, so what do you think these teams should do? But in the Bucks, in the Bucks situation, in the Bucks situation, they have to win. Right. So, well, yeah. Brady's going to play. The starters are going to play, and they're going to do everything to win the game until the game is in hand, third quarter, early fourth quarter. In the Packers situation, it's exactly what you're describing. Nothing to play for. So, how long do you play? How long do you risk injury if something right. happens? That's a totally different argument too against a Detroit team that will they lay down and hope Jacksonville wins their game for a better draft pick, or will they go for the win themselves if the Packers are resting all of their guys? So it's a different scenario, but I understand what you mean because if Rodgers plays very little or not at all, he's not playing for three weeks, basically, for 20 days. Sounds like I'm hammering. 19 days or whatever it's going to be right. before their first playoff game. Sounds like I'm going to hammer the Bucks in the first half. No doubt. That's no, going to be my play. Yeah, me too. TJ, going back to that Saints game really quickly, I'd love to get your thoughts on – just that last game because it felt like the first tackle made by the Saints, everyone felt like more violent than I I think it like I've ever seen. Like and then you had Godwin go down, you had Fournette go down, you had Evans go down. It felt like, you know, dominoes. On your end and from what you had spoken about with the team, like, did it feel like there was some extra oomph coming from the Saints defense? Oh yeah. There's there's no doubt. There's bad blood and it and it was uh, your term was spicy. It was spicy in the first matchup uh, when the, when they got to Tom Brady and picked him off at the end of the game and they were celebrating like they had won the Super Bowl and jumping around. And then Leonard Fournette got into it with them after the game when the two teams were going to the locker room. So you knew the rematch was going to have the same bad blood. And I'm not making excuses here, but the Buccaneers without 
Evans and without Godwin and without Fournette, this just into the newsroom, that ain't the same offense, especially in the second half of that game. And you give the Saints defense credit, but the Buccaneers were undermanned without those three guys uh, down the stretch of that game, and it was just bizarre. It was crazy that they couldn't even score. You, you do remember the stat here that's been brought up, or you did hear the stat, that that is the first time and to this moment the only time since the AFL-NFL merger in 1970 that we all remember so well. Now, 52 seasons of the NFL, that a team leading the league in scoring got shut out. Yeah. Any team leading the league in scoring for the last 52 years has never been shut out in a game, and that's what happened. So that was a, it was a bizarre scene, give the Saints credit, but it's, it's crazy that the Bucks would go 60 minutes at home and not be able to put some points on the board against the New Orleans Saints, yet it happened. TJ, so we've got 30 seconds before we yep. get you out of here officially yep. this time. Um, your Super Bowl preview, AFC, NFC, and then also one prediction of uh, a non-Tampa Bay Buccaneer representative in the Super Bowl. So obviously, you know I'm biased. I'm going to say Buccaneers in yes. the NFC. If Absolutely. it's not the Buccaneers in the NFC, I'll go to the Rams. Okay. Sorry, uh, Cam Gray. Um, uh, AFC, it's got to be the Chiefs. It's got to be the Chiefs until somebody knocks them off. Not mm-hmm. not more so from the Titans or from anybody, the Bengals or anybody else, uh, even though the Bengals beat them last week. I'm going Kansas City until somebody knocks them off. We'll All see. right. That's TJ Reeves joining us, Buccaneers radio sideline reporter. Our favorite joins us for two segments. That. So nice we had to hear him twice. saying that until the next guest he comes on. Yo, you know what? That's, that's a lie because we have no more guests. So now I can't. Oh, I don't have to lie well anymore. Played. Thank you, TJ. Very You're the well best played. guest we will have for the rest Good of this night. show. The show. Very nice. Very well <laughs> You're the anchor. You finished strong. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. That was TJ Reeves on the Roman Fun guest stuff. line. Get a free online evaluation. Online evaluation. And ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL.